Where you like prep yourself to record? Hi, welcome back to MessCast. It's 7.27 in the morning. We're not in an airplane. We're just in a hotel. 7.27 a.m. Yeah. We've been up all night. Also that. On <laughs> the 14th of October, 2023. Yeah. I'm with Seth Brown, longtime friend. Technically. One-time lover. This is, what it, this is the extension of the Friday the 13th. Ex- We're still awake from Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. We have not shut down the portal. So, a bottle of Jameson broke in just not on purpose. So, uh, may I? Pardon persons. Here's what happened is I went to make us another drink and I realized the bottle of Jameson was empty. I spun it in my hand to, like, something, it just instinctively, I spun it in my hand. It slipped out of my hand. It, and now we're on a carpeted floor. It found its way to the bathroom section that is tiled. And so once it like, but it exploded. The It's an empty Jameson bottle, but it exploded in a way that is. It like went trajectory from his hands to like, like tile floor and went boom. <laughs> and now I read it like tea leaf. She, I have asked, she, so I said, oh shit, I broke this bottle. And she like came over and like, this is a thing. This means something. This means something. So. We have now, I have asked her to record this through photos and then to read it at her leisure. All right. We've established one piece. So what I want to say about what one of the first things I notice as I'm picking up things on the carpet. Yeah, we are now clean. Can I clean? No, no, no. The, The majority of what is body of the bottle yeah is closest most presentable and yeah. recognizable it's the label facing up by the way too it's mm-hmm. it's like literally faced like the label but stayed perfect the bottom and the top went to the far corners both of them opposite far corners yeah okay oh, oh what do you, now what do you read off of that ourselves as vessels and what we leave open and what we cast away And the parts and pieces that are fragments that we leave for other people to potentially be damaged upon. I, I, I present that to, presents a little different to me. Okay. It means that we are meant, that represents the corners that we have pushed ourselves out to. And we should be pushing ourselves out to. We, we're, we're meant, it is literally, these pieces of glass are literally in the extreme corners and Honestly, a lot of times, if something hits a corner, it bounces back. These did not. We live our lives in the corners. We find, to me, this is our expression of, like, we see the world from the edges. In. Yes. And, the, like, the rest of the world is here in the middle, and we're in the fucking edges. That's where we live. But there's also this bit that is... We're not completely separated from that in the totality. And part of what that represents, even in the name alone and the associations we have with the label, are our desire to be connected. And how much of this purposeful collision of ourselves pushing ourselves to the outskirts is necessary and how much of it is just retaliatory because of the uncomfortable. Right. 
And so the little pieces I see, it's interesting, a lot of pieces. When you look at the the layout of the ground, there's more white tiles than green tiles. But you see that there are collections of the green glass conglomerating around the green tiles. Less so in the white. That and, is an interesting... Yeah, okay. And so within that, to me, it's like the outskirts are everywhere. And you don't have to push yourself so far out there to touch the outskirts. It's part of being the recognizable broken thing in the middle that has the explosive ability to touch all those other pieces that otherwise take up less space and to be catalytic to them, but also recognizable because you notice that the glass that broke is green and it's laying closest to the green tiles. So part of being something that's recognizable in the world and exploding in a certain way is how you find those who are in the alignment of what, I hate to say agendas are, but it is spiritual agendas that I talk about. But I talk about a spiritual agenda or spiritual agendas versus like um, the physical, like I want to make money hustle agenda. This is like, what is the purpose? And if we're divining this situation and seeing the connection and disassociation what we see is something just happened explosively (laughs) which is hitting the fringe but it's not just it very much hit the fringe yeah but it hit all the fringes on the sides of the fringe that is the furthest because it's all just these parallel dimensions and like i said like in my 50s, maybe these young people find the breadcrumbs. That's what that is. <laughs> that's, that's, those are the breadcrumbs. Those are the breadcrumbs you're attempting to... The to... little green squares are the dimensional people who are like us, but not with us. So... That because of what we just did the whole night, yeah. having a night that was impactful and powerful emotionally, they don't even know us. No. But they felt it. Uh, but they no. They felt it. Yes. Yes. While they were asleep or puking in a trash can, I don't fucking know. No, it's it's not about tonight. This is a, this well, is a, this is a representation of all of our lives. Because there's so many people that we influence. But this is tonight. It, this is tonight, and it's and it's both. Yes, at the we, same. We give so much to the world, and I, I I and you know what? If you call me arrogant or you call me like fuck, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you're wrong but and then that be but like here's the understanding we want to from my from what you just said we want to give the edges a voice because those are the voices like we haven't heard and there's a there is a there is a big big fucking piece the label we're also willing to convene with spirits right to but, have bigger conversations, which is... the only, Which are the only conversations worth having for the rest of my life? Should be. I don't give a shit about small talk. 
forever. That is bullshit. That is mask play. Yeah. That's what small talk is. Is Here's my mask. What's your mask? Oh, like, great. Let's not get past that. Thank you for my groceries. Fuck that noise. He, here's something I came up with um, a, a while ago. I'd love to throw at you. I think conversation... Are we going to keep recording? Keep recording. Keep recording. Okay. Please do. Conversation is one of the most underutilized resources that we have as human beings. It's the most important. It's the, yes. the and most people volatile. waste it all the time. Yes. People waste conversation. And it's so crazy that people who are um, spicy that you'll learn about spicy are the first people to be told that they talk too much. Right. And that they um, are probing too hard. Right. When what they know to be true is that communication is our first greatest connection and communication doesn't necessarily mean language no but it means, it means connection. the willingness of yes. connection and so the way that things are set up is unless you communicate a certain way then we can't, will not, or are unwilling to listen to you right. or accommodate what that is. And here's the thing. You're the only thing I've heard you because this is this, who sets up the rules of what's acceptable? Mm-hmm. It's the people in charge because they want to maintain their status quo and their feels. They want to they want to not feel about certain things and so they're telling society, I'm sorry, we don't talk about the polite, polite conversation. It's like, you know all of us fuck, right? And you're telling us not to talk about fucking because that's not polite conversation? You know what you're doing? You are eliminating a uniting conversation that we could all have. We are all here because of sex. And telling me that we're not allowed to talk about sex tells me that you you are telling me I cannot unite with you. Because that's fucking bullshit. Not only that, but it's just like there's been so many constructs it's all constructs. To make people feel uncomfortable about themselves multidimensionally. And, like, I know that I have my own, like, hang-ups or whatever. But at the end of the day, when I look at people, I'm very inquisitive. Because if I don't understand or comprehend, right. I want to. And if you're so confident about what you think you are or represent, then you should be willing to express that in a way that is not like creating a fight. Right, right. Because if I'm open, I'm not arguing with you. And that's another thing that's kind of happened in society is like... We've stopped dialogue. Not only that, but like debate doesn't mean argument. Thank you. Yeah. And so yes. What a lot of what I experience happening with people is that they want to talk about a lot of deep things, but people get polarized and they have the misconception that conversation equals debate, which equals Bulls argumentation. Meant. Right. And all of those things are different. Yes. And if you're going to be engaged in a real conversation, there doesn't have to be agreement. No, there There, shouldn't be. 
Because that's not what conversation is. Yeah. Conversation is about reaching agreement. It's oh. not starting from agreement. But it's also not debate. Because yes. it's not but, starting from necessarily conflict of but sometimes difference. It the, comes to that point and you navigate right. from because there. Because you can get to agreement through revelation of vulnerability. Yeah. Because you but you have to reveal a vulnerable spot, then they reveal a vulnerable spot, and then you agree that this is our vulnerability, it's a universal vulnerability. You've gotten to you've and gotten to agreement you without know. debate. Yeah, and maybe you and and you also have to admit in the vulnerability you don't totally know. Right. You but just you have, have to be ideas. so you have to be so and bold to put something out there that someone else can either criticize. Completely destroy, completely debate. You have to put yourself out there because there will be people who are ready to hear it. But there are so many people who aren't. Yeah. And those are the people that you have to understand. Like, part of the don't people, hate them. Part of the people Just I understand grew up that they're with not, that I love. They're not, they're not, this is not either not for them or they're not ready yet. Yeah. And that's that you just have to accept them. There are people who can't do what we do. And you cannot judge them negatively for that. You just have to understand that, that they operate different. They are meant to give different feels to this world. And they have value, just like the way we do. The only issue is they don't give value to us. The same way we give value to them. And we have to accept that we cannot... And that's we been, have to live without value from other people. That's part of my pulling away of people. Right. Because, because if they can't, right, then I have to keep moving because the fact of the matter is, is like, oh. I, everybody comes to their own place and it isn't by the pressure of other people telling them right. what they should think or do. Here. And so if you can hold a place and plant a seed or whatever, um... And still love them and still be open-armed if things change. Right. It's fine. But here's, sometimes you have to cut it so hard. You're not holding space for them. You're not holding space for the vocalists. You're not holding space for the people who are going to attack you. You're holding space for the person sitting in the corner who's so afraid of their own life. But they see you doing something that they want to do. They see you expressing. That's who we're holding space for. The people who can't speak. The people who are so afraid. And we give them. We give them strength. Because we are willing to stand up there. Knowing that half of this audience is going to hate us. We're not doing this for them. We're doing it for the people who are quiet in the corner. The people who come to us ten years later. and like, by the way, that concert you gave. The words you said to me. Changed my life. They are not able to speak yet. That's who I do this for. I understand that. Because I have never seen myself in this world because I had to make myself. But I know there's goddamn someone else like me and I'm gonna fucking be proud of who I am and I'm gonna stand up tall because someone will see themselves for the first time in me and fuck you if you gonna stop me from giving a vision to someone else oh yeah I'm sorry why, why do we stop holding hands so what are you missing that you need nothing honestly I swear to god no 
Not right now. Not right now. No, I swear, no, 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 no. No, no, I, I, I mean, I, no, I, even if it's minuscule. No, I, I promise you, this weekend, this week has been so much change for me and so much positive change. I'm going to take two or three weeks processing it for all the positivity. I cannot accept anything more. And There's so much good stuff me. that I need to, like, I need to dig through it myself for a while. Yeah. I cannot ask the universe for any more because it has given me so much this weekend. And that's not who I am. I don't ask for more. I ask for just a little. And it's given me so much. Will you contact me while you're processing, maybe? You're, you're, you're the only one who knows what happened tonight. It's you and me. Our what? recorders stop recording. This was our night. But it's bigger in so many ways. Yeah, no, no, no. It's bigger, but it starts here. Every wave starts from one ripple. Well, we're already in We are the ripple. Ripples. Yes, but our ripple, we have to allow our ripple to be big enough yeah. for everyone else to surf on it. Yeah. Who is so afraid? Also, you're in Cheyenne when this is happening, which is, uh, like I told you, trying to find its definition. Yeah. And these conversations are what potent magic is oh, made of. Oh, you're trying to pull me back. Don't. Oh. No, but it is. And this, I know. I, and this I, is my work. This is what I do. You see, and that's the problem. I'm, I'm not telling you don't tell me this. I'm like, I'm telling you don't give me a legitimate good argument because that's what we're trying to do. And I don't, I'm not ready to accept that because, sweet God, what you're telling me is so good. It's a great argument. I, I need to figure my own shit out. I went to L.A. for a reason. I know. And I need to win for myself before I can go anywhere else. So I have a journey out there. I have a journey out there that's my own. I think that once, because you already have spent so much time there, you take the trust fall into knowing that you have an archive to pull from no, it, and build from. Thank you. And you separate yourself from the status quo of that and you give yourself the freedom to fucking unfurl like a fucking fiddle head like you are gonna right and but i know that because i know that from the deepest parts of myself from before we were here and why we're friends anyway now right like this is what i've seen for the futures of my people there's not a single and brown doesn't have to have anything to do with that my people there's not a single word that you just said to me that I wouldn't say exactly back to you that you just said. Literally, the, only, the last sentence is the only thing I would cut off. Everything else. We have a chance to shine. Yeah. Let's blind the world. Let's fuck, say fuck the other shit and just yeah. do it. But Dang. Here, here's the thing. It's about beauty. Yes. And we have to be in beauty. Yes. And beauty is not hot people. No, 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 yes, yeah. We need nature. No, beauty and intimacy. Intimacy is, yes. me, to me, beauty and intimacy are linked, interlocked. Yes. The most beautiful things I see are always intimate. Every time, I swear to God to you, Seth, every time I drive down I-25, <laughs> I think about you. Why? Thinking about saying, one day, you were going to live in the mountains of Colorado. And I've actually lived there. And I want to go back there. But I think about when did that? When did I tell you that? I have a terrible like. It was in the nineties. It was like probably around the Elton John time. Uh-huh. And I 
so when I think about that, I can't, if I'm honest, I get mad at you. But you haven't You and Mammy. Let's, can like, we talk about that? Not mad like. No, you, you can. You no, don't I, don't quantify it. Tell me what you really feel, and uh, and then I have the responsibility to interpret. Why aren't you here yet? Why I, aren't you? Why I have aren't promises. You where you wanted to I, be? No, like, no, I am getting there. I know. I know. I'm getting there. I, I have promises and I have challenges that I've set for myself. And timeless people don't no. see time, and so when they right. see things, it's not because. It's, it, it, but I, I'm part of your energy. You're part of my journey. Getting yes. you there. Yes, absolutely. But I want you to know, like, I, I look at those mountains and I think of you. Because I know you want to be there. I'm, I'm going to be there, yeah. I'm coming back. I have some shit I need to prove to myself. I know. It is very complicated. It expresses itself in different ways in different times, but I have a path now. <laughs> On fire? You got a little fire burning? Oh, no, it's, it's not up here, it's down there. But anyway. But, yeah, I mean, no, but let's my, have both. <laughs> I have not been excited about my life since the book. This week, I've become excited about my life multiple times. I'm coming back. Something kind of home with a vision. You have been a part of that. You've been a part of every part of this journey. So, my only thing, like, I have regrets that I might not be able to give back to you what you, you've given me. You can never. I know. Don't worry. It I, is. I know, it but is I might why not, we're here. But I might not remember that. That's so fucking cruel to me. Do you want me to punch you or something to like imprint you? No, I want to. I want to get it, like. I want to wipe the fucking tears from your eyes. Is what I want to do. No. At this point, I remember. Please don't tell yourself that anymore. Tell yourself you will. I will. I know. I know. I know. I'm on the transference. Yeah. It's a complicated train. I can't. I can't give everyone the directions I'm going to do. But I'm going. I will never stop until I find what I'm looking for. And that's, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm never going to stop. I'm not going to stop. Ever. Ever. Fucking ever. Oh, I don't want to fuck this world so hard. Because they're going to know who I am. Alright? Come here. I knew someone's gonna cry tonight. I just wish I could show you all what I've seen. You are. Slowly. And piece by piece. That's what you do. You're an artist. You have to translate the beauty for, in ways that people don't can understand. That's what we do. I know. You see and the it's beauty. The patience. Yes, it's you the see the beauty. And you and then you make it into something. But we all want but, that but, kind of no, but you, that, you know, where So that is that why you're building all your shit up? 
let me let me throw a question at you. Okay. Are you? Because I've done this too. I had the same thing. Do you believe that your art is only effective in a group, like on mass? You feel like you're only the only way you're going to impact. No, I think. Then why are you hiding your art? Why I'm do you? Not, I'm not. Bullshit! I'm you just, just told me you're not. you're creating a horror. No, then what are you doing with it? Are you showing it to anybody? Oh yeah, like I have the YouTube stuff and I have the Instagram stuff and I have the TikTok. So stuff what are you waiting for? You, you you told me you're creating you're creating a a a a, a world of art, your art. Okay, can can we be real about some things? You're crying right now. You asking me if we can be real, babe? Yes. The things I've been involved with online, with the donations and the weird websites popping. I am a shadow banned person. Okay. I don't want money for what I do. Oh. And that's why it's breadcrumbs. That's why I call it that because I don't have control over what entity eats part of the path right. that I leave the right. trail. And that's seriously what I only feel like it can be because I don't know how to do anything, Seth. I'm a very smart yeah. person, but business, money, life. Yeah. Yeah. You know really, why? Really bad. No. Because those are all the rules that everyone else set up before us, and they want us to fit into those rules. And I don't to, know how to for them to it. Un- Right. You haven't figured it out yet. I don't want to. What do you want? What do you want? What's your want? What's your need? What do I want? Alright. I want... To not have money as the middleman between worth, people, and their, their productivity or what they get. Okay. And I don't want... What I do to be something that's about money at all because it's never been and never will be. And yet, I want it to be seen and I want it to be seen profoundly. Okay, I get that. But I'm okay with the patience part of this, which is that I just have to face that I don't get a lot of attention. And like, I think that as an artist, that's kind of a hard thing because part of your creation is getting acknowledgement for creating and it being impactful. And I want all of that, but I don't at the same time. Like, there's no way I want to be famous or popular. But what I do want is that something that I do is so right at the right time that it hits so hard that it's unavoidable. And then from there, it's not about me because it's just another breadcrumb into like other great things. I understand that. Okay. And... 
but the part of me that wants attention or adulation for anything is just like the part of me who has felt abandoned in my life or disregarded and like who doesn't want to seem hyper important by a bunch of people or by one person alone and I don't have that like in my existential crisis a couple weeks ago what I realized was if I fell down and broke my head in my apartment nobody would care about where I was until the rent was due you that's that's a that you believe that no it's true because I would care but no we don't communicate enough I don't even communicate with my family enough. Like when I went with Abby to pick up Samara, it's only recently I've started texting my dad to tell him that I'm going to do stuff. And I said, I'm going with Abby to pick up Samara from DIA. He's like, drive safe. And I said, I don't know if I'm driving yet, but I'm definitely being accompaniment. And he's like, okay. And then when I got home, I was exhausted because this is a very energetic endeavor and so I just went to bed and it was like 1230 or yeah I think it was 1230 when I went to bed and then it, I usually shut off my phone from alerts and at 1130 I got a text message from my dad that said did you make it back safe this is a rare and new thing checking in because nobody's ever checked on me in my adulthood really yeah i would go three months without talking to my family at least nobody ever checked on me i always went off alone nobody knew what i was doing or where i was so now i'm telling my dad where i'm at so he texts me and at 1 30 and he's like did you make it home safe and I, and, I, and I just had started falling asleep, and I have a hard time falling asleep. Okay. And uh, I said, yep. And he was like, okay, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I thought I should check. Uh, glad to know you're home. Good night. And I'm like, okay, good night. And really, like, the guy I live next to, he's an old cowboy, and he's also a poet. And he's a very interesting character in his 70s. And he likes me because I bring him treats and I bring his dog treats. Sometimes I bring him acid, sometimes I bring him mushrooms, <laughs> sometimes I bring him beers. But I bring the dog treats. And he likes me. And, and he likes my dog even more. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my dog likes him. And so we have this relationship where sometimes I kind of piss him off. He never had a daughter. And I'm kind of <laughs> provocative in my own questioning. So he only spends as much time with me as he can handle because he likes my dog more. Right. Oh, no, you saying that. Don't, like, don't make that supposition. It's true. Has he told you that? I can read people. Don't, don't. No, it's true. You, cont really you catastrophize and you read. No, no, no. I'm just being the true. Only, like, there's no person who wants to know you, like your dog, better than you. 
I know this true because okay. I like his dog better than him because Be, I like his dog. But then you're, but you are. No. You are. You are masking. You're. You're projecting. No. You're showing to them. He's very much like me. Like I get to see myself as no an one's old very much man. Like I get to see myself as a seventy-year-old cowboy. Like that's how I see him. Okay. Like, he's me, but seventy years old and a cowboy. Anyway, he looks forward to seeing Journey. And he and Henry, his dog, looks right. forward to seeing Journey. And so we kind of bide each other's time and and talk the talk. It's a little bit superficial because if I get too deep, he gets upset and he leaves. Right. Oh, okay. That's not, well, that's not fun. But, uh, but I understand it because I know it. Like, if I was him, I'd do the same thing. Right. Oh, uh, okay. So there's this unspoken beauty that happens in this little microcosm. But when I, I was having my existential crisis, um, I, thought I, I thought about myself being eaten bear by a bear in the woods. Okay. Going camping and. Uh, do you, Do you have a vision of how that how you get eaten or is like? It was a moment, but it was just a moment. And, uh, but definitely, I would prefer to die in the woods. Um, really? Okay. No. No, that's I'm not. Like, go back to nature all the way. Okay. Uh, anyway, I was thinking about it and I was like, man, if if I was out here in Centennial where I have no reception on my phone and I got eaten by a bear. Nobody would wonder where I'm at because I'm not telling them where I'm going. Because you're like you're isolating. You're you but, but that's my entire life. But yeah. That's how I've been. Right. That's familiar. Yeah. And but I'm trying to get out of it by telling my dad where I'm going. But then I was thinking, I was like, because my neighbor likes my dog if it was far enough before rent was due, nobody would ask where I'm at until rent was due. Even my parents wouldn't be questioning where I'm at. Like, if they drove past my house and they saw my car wasn't there, they'd think, if it was an, a couple times in a row, they'd be like, oh, maybe she got a side gig. Or she's just running errands or doing but ultimately, nobody would care if I disappeared until the rent was due. Yeah, because people care about money. That's they don't care for people. But that even is my family. Like, my parents talk to my sister every fucking day. They help her take care of her children. But when, I, when my car got hit and I was making no money, I'm a problem. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, because problems problems show up in the eyes of the person who's looking. This is my family. This is my stepfamily. Right. My dad, my stepmom, are set up for their life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They're they're also like they lived minimally as people before this happened, and they continue to get residuals on leases of farmland as the property was bought, it still has to be paid off. Right. So they're getting residual checks every year. Sweet God, that's a lot. Yeah. 
<laughs> my sister lives in a half million dollar home. Jesus Christ. With her four kids. She doesn't pay for anything. And you know what? I never ask for anything, but if I do, it's a big fucking problem. Yeah. Oh. So I spend my life caring for people. Yeah. It's the most true thing. You can't pay me for it. Oh. Okay. So I have I have an agenda for the next thirty minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been inspired. Like, let's get this cleaned up first. Uh, I I don't think I need to ask this, but I my mentally I do. Do you trust me? Of course. Okay. All right. Let's clean this up, and then we'll go from there. And I have a there's just something I want to do. I'm a little presentational. So, I apologize in advance for the theatrics. But that's just how I see the world. Okay. It just... It feels like we're good. The whole money thing... Yeah, money sucks. Has fucked my... My dad told me once, he goes, Mandy, if you ever decide to get married, I would encourage you to elope, elope. And if you're gonna do that, I'll just give you money for like a down payment on a house or um, something like that. And I was like, dad, why would you even say that to me? You know, I've already told you years ago, I'm never getting married or having children. And so it's like, there's a dowry. But like, it's a dowry I can't claim until people die. Meanwhile, when I got the we get everything? little savings from my other grandma from the house selling, I have been able to work out how much money I spend a day. I live on $49 a day. I spend essentially $1,500 a month. What you got? 90 cents a day for my dog, $12 for a roof over my You have, because you have, you run the numbers and everything. And because I live in poverty on purpose. Alright, okay. Because I can't work like people want you to. And I can be smart. Yeah. I can be intelligent. But I have no business sense. No, I, I don't need either. I need those people. Yeah, um, I need those people too. Could you go sit in that chair for me? Uh, that chair right there. Can I pee first? Yes, please do. Yes, um, absolutely. I'm probably going to pee too, so go ahead. Oh, you can, whatever you want to do. Whatever. I, yeah, it's like a blackboard. I'm looking for more glass at this point. Yeah, good plan, good plan. Can you imagine being the reason somebody else cut their foot on the floor? I guess that would say more about housekeeping than us, right? <laughs> it could. Because I think I did a pretty good job. No, you did a great job. We've been meticulous. 
All right, we the body wash. I think that should work. What are you doing? You're about. I'll tell you. Oh no. I've asked for your trust. I've asked for your trust. Please, uh, trust me. I have to explain it as I'm doing it. In my head. You do realize that your sisters are probably up by now. You do realize I don't give a shit. I'm just saying Eastern Standard Time. I don't care. This is something I was inspired to do. Right. Sit. Marker. Right there, in that chair. Point, if you had an objection to this completely, tell me to stop and I will. Alright, well, I don't know what I'm in for, so maybe give me a heads up and I can decide now. Nope! What is with the towels on the floor? Are you gonna try and wash my feet? Yep. Oh no. Yep, no. I'm doing it. I know, it's a total Jesus thing, and I would do this too. I fucking hate this. I've never done it. I've God, never dude. washed someone else's feet. I want to wash your feet. Is this something, am I trite? You are out Jesusing my Jesus right now. Okay. Sit, please sit, let me. Right, but it, my feet sing no, 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 that's the point. That's the, I know, I That's know, the point of accepting each other as human beings. We know. This, this is what fragility is. This is what allowing other people to give to us. So do I just get to cry the whole time? Yeah, if you want to. You can do whatever you want the whole time. But I, would, I have never been inspired to do this. But I would like to do that tonight. If, is that okay? This morning? Yes. If you're being inspired to do it. Only because you have figured it out what I'm going to do. If you tell me you don't want this, I will go on and do it. Okay. I don't know how this is supposed to go. I've never done this for another human being. Okay, well, I'm gonna out loud say. Please do. Jesus, okay. fuck you. I love you and everything, but like, fuck you. Because you have a sense of humor and it's. You know my favorite Jesus story? <laughs> you know the real story of the wedding? The real story of the wedding? Yeah. The water to wine story. Do you know the actual story of that? Probably not. Okay. This is what tells me that Jesus was a real guy. Okay. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I've done this for other people before, and this is why it's so really awkward because I've been inspired like you are being inspired. Could you, yeah, could you pull them up a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, I have to do it. I've never done this before. I've never washed another person's feet. The story of Jesus. Okay, first off, the water and the wine story is misinterpreted. Jesus went at the wedding with his disciples, with his mom, okay? His friends, he invited his friends. He was invited to a wedding. He brought all of his disciples with him. They drank all of the fucking wine. That's what the story is. So he had to recoup for the losses? Or? He didn't do it. His mother came to him and said, your friends have drank all of the wine. You need to do something. And he's like, I don't want to do anything. You need to do something, you're Jesus. 
And then he turned the water into wine because his friends drank the fucking party out. That's the actual story of the water to wine situation. So he was actually like led by his mother. He was in, he was told to do this by his mother. He didn't do it intentionally. He didn't do it by himself. This is not a gift. He was told by people he cared about. It's just body. It's body soap. Okay. So you're gonna do a wash and a rewash. Yeah. Okay. That's the story of Jesus. That's that's who he was. He was a real guy. His mom was like, "Hey, your friends drank all the wine. The friends you invited, because people were like, hey, let's invite Jesus. Jesus brought his twelve friends." And then they fucking drank the party out, and he's like, okay, fine. There's more wine now. If you're going to do this, you have to go in between the toes. Uh, yeah, oh, Which is just like, I don't even want to tell you that, but... No, you should. If any part of this experience, you, I want to know what, this, what makes this best for you. I'm going to give you a foot massage, I'm going to clean your feet, I mean, you and then I'm going to pass the fuck out. Okay. That's, that's my plan for the rest of the night. That's my 30-minute plan. It's morning, and you are already, like, we have gone some places. Yeah. We've gone all the places. But, like, how come this isn't, or, or like, mm-hmm. I'm not judging anything in this sense of saying anything. But, like, I kind of feel like there's something missing in your life if this is what's happening no. now. No, why? Why? Why is it, why Only is it because I go into comparisons, I suppose. Okay, that's one of your processes, is yeah. comparisons. Yeah. And that I'm like... So we'll this up under Jack the Woman. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily do these things anymore because... Calcification and disassociation, which is doing things like this with true meaning, very heartfelt, and then just also feeling like exhausted by it. You? My, like the love bucket doesn't get refilled. And the love bucket should be from the universe or God or whatever. That's weird. That's what we're told. But the love bucket should be from ourselves. Right, but it's only in the last two weeks that I realized I really do love myself. Switch. And yeah. for it to only be two weeks ago is like... I, w- I realized baby. it this week. Yeah. It's like baby... Acknowledgements. You, you, you specifically said to me, I'm worried that my feet smell. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. And there was a time where I'm like, I thought it was. Yeah. And so instead of judging you for that, I'm going to help you correct that situation. I was wearing muck boots tonight. I don't know why I chose those boots. I haven't worn them in years. It doesn't matter. But like, it felt like I needed. Yeah, because I need to wash your feet tonight. <laughs> no, you, you asked me, you asked me something, like, and I paid attention. And I want you to know that people care. People are listening. Yeah. It's not everybody. But what you say, people listen to. And they hear you. It's not the vocal people who are telling you they're hearing you. 
The vocal people don't know what the fuck they're saying. That's why they're fucking vocal, because they don't, that's their only expression, is like loudness. Like, hey, I wanna say something. What are you saying? I don't know. And most of the time, they're saying is hate. I don't like this, because that's so easy. It's so easy to say, I don't like this. And then but you ask nobody them, takes you seriously, actually. And then you say, and you ask them, why don't you like this? And then they give you the stupidest fucking answer possible. And I cannot, if you can tell me why you don't like something, specifically, I will accept that answer. If you tell me, I don't know why I don't like it, fuck you in your fucking face. Come back when you have a real answer for me. Well, you think about children when their cries are beyond discernment, unless you're a mother and know or something. Right. And like how discomforted they can be without uh, actually articulating. Right. And because they're they that, they feel like they're expected to deal with the discomfort, and society tells them you shouldn't speak out. No, I mean, I, I'm talking babies, like, reactive responses, like, you don't know, like, there's a cry for hungry, there's a cry for I'm dirty, right. and what kind of happens, I feel like, with people in the world is, um, if they're brought up with people who don't articulate or allow the variation of expression, then they become that superficial expression. Right. which just cries all the time in various ways for what they need without actually articulating. And then people look at them like, oh my God. Like they either appease them or they're like, can you figure it out and express? Right. Because they don't want to take the time to understand it. They just want to stop. Yeah, but also there's the stunted development of the person who may or may not be willing to learn beyond the the basic cries of things right. and we, we get kind of confused in the world with that because there are the people who really do have stunted abilities to yes. articulate and that like kind of ruins it doesn't not ruins the ability to discern I guess between both gets right. kind of just conglomerated because people don't want to discern. Yeah. They want the e- they they want the easiest answer. That's they want to walk out of the house and believe everything they see. Take the kids to school. Like they never want anything to challenge the reality. Because that's so fucking scary to so many people. Think about the early nineteen hundreds where if you had a mental illness or you had Down syndrome, they put you in a mental hospital. And just like I like to think of it more of the time when they didn't understand what hysteria was, and they just kept giving women orgasms to solve it. That to me is fucking fabulous. That's uh, no, that's rape. It. They didn't yeah, explain it correctly, and yeah. they knew, and it was probably men doing it. It was not consensual. They were told that it was therapy. That's not good. It's fucked You're up right. generations. Uh, I just now. I. I believe in the Ideally. Yeah. Uh, there are two things I believe that, that are perfect. The perfect things we give to another person is laughter and orgasms. Sure. Because they are the most pure joy you can ever give to another human being. But the circumstance... like The circumstance matters. Circumstance it does. Matters. It really does. And laughter is easier to get to and more lenient in the circumstances of it happening. Right. True. Whereas orgasms are like... 
a gateway to procreation and that's the myth and no and no I'm not saying that orgasms create it's it's a gateway potentially for it it's it's part of the process right if you're really in a place of you know what I mean? we're People doing who haven't had orgasms who had kids I know that too but the it's the orgasm it's like unless you have a medical condition that makes you just have that happen you know how much work it takes it takes so much fucking work and the work that's been focused on that has been menial at best and not focused on even on the people of the womanhood specifically to be like in charge of that and so it's just kind of I think it's like a a whimsy or like a mystical creature that exists that's like a funny idea if you can get all the recipe right or the uh, mathematics of it, it to be really worthwhile. <laughs> oh, silly goose. No, no. It's not. If I can kiss it, that means I believe in Kumbu. You really, really, no, hey, really, but I, I did this incredible gesture immediately. You're like, nope, they're no good enough. Why did it's you do not, that? It's not, it's not about you not, it doesn't have to be about me. I know that's not it's about, about me, about but like it's, it's in you. Why, pen, where is that? I'm impenetrable, in gross ass, apparently. No, I first know. of all, my family, we don't have the word gross, we have the like, ah, except for Megan, but secondly. Let yourself be adored. Let yourself be admired. Let yourself, let the scariest part of you be admired for how beautiful it is. I know, I know. It is beautiful. And, and you're you're gonna, every well, part of you. You're going to fucking fight me when I say this, but Play I this. just feel like... I'm going to debate you. I'm not going to fight you. That's fine. And you'll only debate me for your own self. <laughs> Don't you dare! I do know it's that. true. I know Don't it's you claim true. I'm selfish? I'm not saying that. You, if you said you, you said I will debate this only for myself. That's selfish. No, because me saying this will, like, you're like you can't say that because you're younger than me. No, but, no, I don't. Like, there's a part of me that's like I'm too old for hey, this. Fair enough. Let's stop the preamble. <laughs> say what you want to say. Like. I'm fucking too old for this. Like, okay. In the sense of like, yeah, I too shouldn't be justifying my foot funk or whatever. But also like, you talking about being adored. Like, I'm too old for that, bro. What? I'm sorry. See, I told you you would. Oh, okay. You'd find conflict. When did you feel like you got too old to be adored? Long ago. Uh, that's not an answer. I asked for a specific... If we're going to have this conversation, give me a specific number and let's see what happened around then. Twenty twelve. 2012. How old were you? 32. 30. Oh my god, okay. Did you? Was there anything... Taking care of my grandma. Okay. Realizing that 
whatever I thought I wanted with like the personification of partnership. Wow, okay. Wasn't gonna happen. How is that with your, may I ask, how'd you get with that with your grandma? Because that's, that's not a really a partnership, that's a familial obligation, isn't it? It was a choice. It doesn't, that doesn't, no. no. Well, yes, but it is still a choice, but both of those are still choices. Was it familial obligation, or did, like, what did you feel the choice, what was the choice that you made? To make care about others. Others are specifically that person. Because you've always well, cared about others. Right. So the realization that that was my path. And that okay. I can't expect anything from the work. Was that a realization or was that a resignation? Because those are two oh, different things. No, they were both the same. They were how, how is that a realization if that's not actually true? You can't predict the rest of your life in any one moment. I know, but I know myself. That was I will completely accept that. Okay. That that I will never challenge you on that. And then so that's where resignation becomes tied in and interwoven. Can I realization resignation was that uh, the amount of effort and work it would take to maintain a relationship or even find one to be in with was so too much for me Okay. to do the work of going toward or maintaining right. that I kind of realized that I just deal I'm this is where the witchy shit comes in great I deal with life and death. Not, not necessarily. Those are the only two important things. Yeah, but not necessarily the middle parts, and those are the best parts for the living. And if I'm not dead. No, you're not. And I'm not Brandon. And, uh. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to find common ground with when you have one foot in reality and one foot in a different dimension. Um, how and long were you with your grandma taking care of her? Nine years. Okay. My entire 30s. Alright. Is it possible you're an empath? Do you yes. feel like you were taking on the fatality of the situation you were a part of and that became a part of your personality even though it wasn't you? You took on the fatality of your grandmother. No. It's nine years. Nine, are you telling me you didn't think about mortality the entire time because it was in your face? Seth, four years old. Mortality has been life and death for me right. every day since four years old. Right, and then you had nine years where that got reinforced negatively in your face. It wasn't negative. It was... It, but what it showed me is the only true thing is people. Yes. And we all live in that. Right. So, it's not about me because I know I'm alive and I've been born and I will die. 
the only thing that might bother me a little bit when I think about the future is who might care about me when that time comes because right. I don't have progeny. But other than that, where I'm at is present, which is simply we keep caring for each other yes. and we reassert that. And creativity is my only function to get from day to day. And the bits and pieces of dealing where I can have interactions with people I love are brilliant. But other than that, what I know to be true right. is I'm Andy Shattuck, Imaginally, and I navigate the world very alone. And I'm here to support life because I understand the transcendence. But it, but, but there are certain parts of like physical denial or something in ability because I know that I can't multitask at all. And I want it all, but I can't handle it all. And I can't find exactly what I want and I don't want to look that hard for it because right. that's too much energy. And if I'm going to use my energy, I'd rather help than find the selfish fix it or, or what I think that might be. That's it. And so I just, I just exist. I just, right. You exist in the moment you're in. You, yeah. You encapsulate the environment you're in. Now let me ask you a question. Okay. You were with your grandma for nine years. Yeah. When did, was it, do you, did you, ha when did you fear she was going to die? I only thought I'd be there for two years. Yeah. Because so, my grandpa got put in the care facility and when people are together for 60 some years and one dies or is on the way out, the hard drives start to crash and I thought, this won't be very long. But our love. Right. And presence so, with her elongated right, right, life. Right, 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 right. So, were you actually supporting life for nine years, or were you supporting death and preparing her and yourself for that long for her transition? Because that what you felt like she needed was you were preparing her death, and you thought about her death for nine years, and that was your empathetic path to the world. Because that's what you were actually doing. You you wanted to be there to help her transition, and that became death became your life. When that becomes your lens, it is so hard to come back. But but that's not a bad thing. Either. No, it's not a bad thing. But it, it is a thing that happened. So we need to understand that. That's a filter that you have presented, but has been put in front of you for so long. You need to understand there's some deprogramming that has to come along with moving on from that because there's some shit in there that might be hidden that you feel or you react to that you might even even know there because you didn't realize how you were looking at the world at the time. You know how Sammy tonight was talking about how she kept the, the sapphires? Yeah.
is documented back to the druids. Holy shit. Really? That's, wow, okay. I took all the historical photos, and my uncle, who is deep, deep state military, he's our archivist. Right. He's one to... I out-archive the archivist. He's one... I... I just fuck you by taking all the photos. You didn't take them? I keep them in a different place. Um, no, but... No, why? You were, nine, you were nine years protecting her. You were taking care of her. That was your job. You earned anything you wanted because it was part of your lineage. It's part of your part. But I don't actually know anything about that. And that, that doesn't fucking matter. But I could actually know more if I gave them to him because he's doing different choice. work. That's your I choice. know, and, yes. I'm, and I'm going through that. I'm, I'm looking at what I did. I've been looking at it for about a year now, knowing. Thank you. Take the time to look. And part of me says, I give them to him because he's the, he's actually doing the archival, like, DNA right. stuff. And I don't know who these people are, honestly. Like, I just did it out of spite because I phone? could. That's mine. Is that your phone? Where's yeah, my phone? I don't know. Wow.